Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm Bruce Clay. I'm here with Susan and Virginia. Hello. Hi, everyone. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. And you can download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel or stream it from SEMSynergy.com. What we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about PubCon. At PubCon last month, I got to share my predictions for the future of search. There was a lot of buzz surrounding the comments I made on the Top Shelf Organic SEO panel. Uh, Plus, I did an interview with Mike McDonald of WebPro News. Uh, that turned out, I think, pretty good because we were in a beer garden when we did it. Uh, that was always the best time and place to do one of those. Uh, we thought it was a good subject to devote some time on here relative to uh, really what we see as the evolution of ranking. Um, the Sort of the comment and the bullet point I made in my presentation was ranking is dead uh, I don't know if it's ever really going to be. I mean, it's like vampires. You know, it's always going to be there. It's just never going to go away. Right, right. But and it is a good data point. Uh, I think oh, yeah. it's probably as good as PageRank <laughs> for as an SEO measurement. Well, real PageRank. <laughs> yeah, real PageRank. Unlike Toolbar PageRank, which is entertainment purposes only. Yeah. But no, I I definitely agree. I think that. I mean, you know, Matt kind of followed up. Um, after you did your video, they, they grabbed Matt Cutts and they asked him, well, you know, Bruce's ranking's dead. What do you think? And and Matt kind of, you know, said, no, ranking's not dead. But he did admit that this is now, you know, much diminished because of all these other things that are coming in. Um, and, you know, it's, it's we, you know, have been chatting about it around here a lot. And we're kind of talking about, yeah, you know, ranking is, is kind of this thing that, you still have to pay attention to it because, you know, it, you can't be number one for everyone anymore. But if you're not in the index and you're not doing pretty well in the generic, no personalization at all, you know, rankings, you're probably, you're not going to like suddenly show up at someone's number one. Right. <laughs> that's probably not, yeah, that's probably going to be an issue. Um, one of the things that is hard is finding keywords that are localized without being localized uh, or it's a generic word that always means localized or uh, where behavior is different from personalization. Um, One of those was pointed out to me uh, as being drug rehabilitation. If you search in Google for drug rehabilitation you're going to have a suggested link right at the top of the web results. If you click that link What commonly happens is you'll notice on the right-hand side of the top of the Google results, right above where it says page 1 of 10, there'll be a new entry in the white space that says that it's basically been customized results based upon your query. And that is not even requiring you to be logged in. 
It just shows up there. Mm-hmm. And there's a link at the end, basically, what's this mean? And that tells you that they're doing two kinds. They're doing a combination of results based upon prior search history, and they're doing customization of results based upon IP address. Yeah. So automatic localization is coming in, and that means that it was triggered by an intent-based search, which was one of the topics I had at PubCon. Uh, And the pseudo, I don't know if it's really personalization as much as behavior aspects of what am I looking for, what are of interest to me, so bias these results based upon those results. Right. And and I definitely think that's a good point, the, the difference between behavioral and personalization. Mm-hmm. Behavioral, you know, people who do this, they generally do this, is different than I'm, me specifically, am interested in this, and therefore I am also interested in this. They're different levels of uh, specificity. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay. It certainly was an exercise. Um, <laughs> they're, I mean, they're different levels, and they're useful in totally different ways. I mean, personalization, to me, is kind of less useful than than behavioral, because personalization only works after I'm done, right? Whereas behavioral works ahead of me because other people have already kind of carved the path. I thought one of the interesting things that came out of this is, you know, in Matt's interview, he's, you know, Mike asked him, so if rankings aren't as important, what's an SEO to do? And, you know, it was clear that there's other aspects and and data that needs to be looked at. and, um, And this is a point that's been made so many times in the past, but really just kind of brings it to the forefront again. I think that uh, what we're going to see is a, a shift in SEO. I think that what we're going to find is that analytics will be more important. If people will, <laughs> let's, let's face it, it took us a long time to convince customers that ranking was important. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole industry sort of said, we can get you ranked, we can get you ranked, we can get you ranked. And now customers have adapted to the fact that ranking is important. And now we're running out saying, well, ranking's not important. What is important is traffic. So we can get you traffic. We can get you traffic. We're going to have to retrain everybody. Yeah. At um, SES San Jose, I believe it was, I was in an analytics session, and I really apologize, and I can't remember whose presentation it was, but he was talking about the fact that there's a path that you kind of go through. At first it was rankings, and then it's gonna, and now it's going to be traffic, and then it's going to be conversions, and it's not that we were wrong to say focus on your rankings, because that's the first step. If you don't have rankings, you're not going to go anywhere. But after that, you have to make sure that you're getting the traffic, and after the traffic... You know, after you know that it's there and it's coming in and you're doing something with it, you have to do something with it. And is that thing that you're doing with it the right thing? And I really think that as an industry, we're getting to the point where it's got to be traffic and it can't just be rankings, particularly because rankings are this slightly more fluid thing and it's harder to pull it all together. Yeah, the big problem is rankings, while very important, if our customers think it's all there is, we're not doing justice to our customers by not correcting them. Right, which is the value in a statement like ranking is dead because it really makes people stop and go, wait, what? 
and you know it everybody kind of has to reevaluate and you know what if they come up with a different conclusion you know whatever that's fine but at least somebody at least you stop and think about it and that's i think an important thing to do it's time for us to take a break, but um, one of the points we didn't really hit on here is, is um, focusing on engaging content. And uh, I'll be speaking with Matt Inman, a design and developer superstar who specializes in that engaging content and that is so important going forward in the search marketing world. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Hey, what's that sound coming from your computer? That's the sound of me making money with ReferBack.com. They've shown me how to... ReferBack.com showed me how to turn clicks on my existing site into cash. ReferBack gives you free banners, mailers, even your own personal account manager. Oh, can they help me make money off my blog, too? Absolutely. Your websites, your blogs, they can all be making you money. You can even earn 50% commission on your first month. Put some into your website. Just visit ReferBack.com. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. Open your windows for a breath of fresh air. WebmasterRadio.fm And hey, Mac, we're here for you, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere search engine marketing formulated for web 2.0 you're listening to sem synergy on webmasterradio.fm once again here's bruce clay welcome back to sem synergy this is virginia here with matthew inman web designer seo and biomarketer for online dating site mingle 2 as well as a design and web marketing consultant and one of the founders of seo mods Uh, On the show today, we've been talking about how Bruce sees the future of SEO moving toward an increasing importance on what we like to call engagement objects, and Matt has plenty of experience with those. So thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Yeah, no problem. So what we are calling engagement objects are all the non-text elements that a site have, like video, images, flash, widgets, and um, these engagement objects can have a pretty strong effect on the way a user views a website. Obviously, you... probably find that to be the case as well since you make them yeah absolutely um you know i've done i've done a pretty wide range of those kinds of things uh you know at seo Moz, i was was responsible for um you know a lot of our, our tools and uh the aesthetic parts of the site and we found that you know in order to to make people really passionate about our site you know making it look great and have all these kinds of things really helped um 
a better example was with Mingle 2, where I started creating um, all kinds of widgets and quizzes and viral link bait and things like that. And uh, just drew in, you know, millions of page views and was able to uh, kind of put put us in the spotlight that way. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> have you found that um, flash objects have been actually spidered like the search engines said that they were? Flash? Uh, yeah, actually, I don't develop in Flash, but uh, I know Google said they started spidering it. I just think I've heard it's kind of clunky, but um, I, I don't have any direct experience with that. Most of the stuff that I do that I've had experience with um, has been uh, just illustrations or quizzes or widgets or things like that. Um, not necessarily Flash, though. Okay. Um, well, over at, I don't know, I think you could, would say this oat.org, except it's a, instead of an O, it's a zero. You got it, yeah. Um, you're giving away some of your designs, kind of like the um, RSS icons that people can download and use for free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming people have taken you up on that offer. How does that work as a strategy for you? Um, honestly, uh, I, drew, I, drew those, I draw those kinds of things on Oat just to get a little bit more vis- visibility for myself um, and a little bit of links. Um, in terms of uh, link bait or viral marketing, the RSS icons or some of the other little illustrations I do on Oat are pretty pretty minor uh, compared to some of the stuff that I do for Mingle 2. Um, like, like a better example uh, for <clears throat> something I did for Mingle 2 recently was an illustration called uh, How to Tell if Your Cat is Plotting to Kill You. <clears throat> and it was like 10 drawings of uh, why your cat might be trying to kill you. And it's a big joke, but it basically ended up like getting, you know, a couple thousand links in about a week. Um, I think it ended up total was 2.5 million page views in five days or something like that. Wow. Um, so that's a good example of like creating something funny, doing something creative, and just getting massive amounts of exposure to your website from it. No, absolutely. That really shows the effect that this, this these kind of... Um things can have. And is that the kind of engagement objects that you're finding people are most often asking you for, the, the kind of funny link bait type project? No, but lately uh, it's been quizzes. I, I kind of gained a little bit of, uh, I kind of went into the SEO spotlight after Mingle 2 because I created all these quizzes for our dating site. And the quizzes, what they do is you take them and it would link back to your home, uh, uh, your page after you took it um, using like, I give you a snippet of HTML. So for example, you take a quiz called um, how many five-year-olds could you take in a fight? And you'd answer all these questions and tell you, you could take 12 five-year-olds in a fight. Um, and it would give you a little snippet of HTML, and that HTML you put in your blog, and it would link back to your site. What I did with this was I was able to build like thousands of links every, uh, every month with the exact anchor text I wanted, so I could dominate SEO like really, really well. Unfortunately, Google didn't like that. I had some uh, negative press. Our site got temporarily banned. So when I most of the requests I get now um, are people that know me from the quiz bait. So it's always like, Matt, can you make a quiz? Can you make a quiz? It's like uh, I almost want to make my uh, business card say, no, I will not make you a quiz or something like that. <laughs> um, speaking of quizzes, one of your quizzes were kind of um, stolen and uh, shared out there, not really according to, like, you. Yeah. Um, and is that pretty common? Yeah, that happens a lot. Actually, uh, I've had that happen a bunch of times. And normally I don't make any fuss about it just because the code for the quizzes, the, the front-end code I wrote myself, is just it's really trivial. And the way I see it, if they want to steal that that code, if they're that desperate, let them have it. You know what I mean? Um, right. The one that, that recently uh, kind of peeved me, though, was the guy. He emailed me weeks before and asked if he could use one of my quizzes. Or, or if he asked if I could make a quiz. I said, no, I don't do that kind of consulting anymore. And then he just stole the graphics, stole the questions, stole everything, put it on his own blog. So what I did was um, I got on Twitter and I was like, 
I, well, first I wrote a post about the guy that stole it, and then I put it on uh, Twitter and said, hey, this sucks, this guy stole my, my content. So it ended up getting on the Reddit homepage in about an hour and a half with the most Reddits ever, so it ended up getting like 60,000 page views in a matter of hours. Um, so the guy took the post down. So it was kind of cool. I got to like leverage social media in order to uh, sort of defend myself. Seriously. Is, um, are things like quizzes and the other engagement objects, are they mostly like a social beast or do you find any organic traffic coming from them as well? So are you asking, like, do I see search results, people coming from Google, like searching for my quizzes or what do you mean? Yeah. 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 A little bit. I've seen some, but most of the traffic isn't from Google. Like a lot of times if someone has taken the quiz and they they can't remember the URL, but they, they remember the, the name of it. They'll Google it. But other than that, not so much. And then Twitter, obviously. And yeah, yeah, you, yeah, I use Twitter just to basically uh, kind of get the word out, like about getting it seated. Like if I want a couple extra votes, um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sometimes post it on Twitter. Okay. Um, and so you've got, a, a, like you were saying, you've got a bunch of quizzes over at Oat.org and that you make for like uh, Mingle 2 and other things. So where are you coming up with these ideas and um, how do you develop ideas with clients or um, companies? Um, I mean, first of all, I spend a lot of time on the sites I'm trying to market to. So um, I spend a ton of time on Dig, on Reddit, StumbleUpon, sites like that. Kind of gives me an idea of what people want, what's funny. Um, And from there, I have have kind of a weird system. Like oftentimes when I'm trying to come up with something creative, I make word lists of nouns and I connect them. So things like pterodactyl and spinach and five-year-olds and zombies. And, like, I know it sounds strange, but it actually works really well for me. And that's, that's part of it. So mm, that's and most importantly, nice. I try and look for stuff that makes me laugh. Like, if, if I'm laughing at it, I consider it a good link bait. So. A window into the creative mind of Matt Inman. <laughs> um, and then just a little technical question. Um, in, with images, do you find that they're getting spidered through your... Um, link bait or quiz bait and does there seem to be like a, an aspect that improves the likelihood of them being indexed or is that anything you've noticed at all when you say images do you mean like if i make a quiz or some link bait and i have images on that site are they getting spidered better because of the link bait or what do you mean well that's a good question um but i guess i was just saying like in uh i guess it wouldn't be separate elements though in a, in a quiz like that would it the images uh, are they when you take a quiz, like on some of mine, what it does is when you get your score back from the quiz, like one of them is how long would you survive in the vacuum of space? And it'll tell you, you could survive for one minute and six seconds. You get an image. Uh, I give you one that says you could survive for that long, sort of a generated image. And then they, uh, they can take that and embed that on their blog. And what I'll do is I'll couple that with a, na- a normal link. So I'll throw a link underneath that that says created by uh, whatever domain. And then that domain will get linked authority that way. And then the links themselves pass some link juice too. Or the images themselves. Oh, yeah. No. So um, if people want to get a hold of you or learn more from you, um, you've got your blog. Is there any other ways that uh, people can get more information from you? Uh, Yeah, just check out oat.org or um, matthewinman.com. That just redirects to oat. Uh, Or check out my Twitter profile. I just recently started using Twitter, and I found it a little bit addicting. Um, (laughs) But if anyone wants to get a hold of me, the best way is through email. That's usually how I'm the most responsive. All right. Very good. Um, Thanks for coming on the show, Matt. Yeah, no problem. And go to oat.org for more on Matt's design and marketing services, as well as to read the blog. In the next segment, Susan, Marianne, Michael, and I will be taking a look at engagement objects and why you might want to develop some for your site. SEM Synergy will be right back. 
Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock from Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today, powered by MaxLock, delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at moniker.com slash maxlock. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart. had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. <laughs> I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Market Edge. Join host Larry Weber as he speaks to the innovators and trendsetters who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Tuesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and on demand inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Bruce Clay. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Susan. And before the break, Virginia talked to Matt Inman about creating engaging content. At Bruce Clay, we see the future of search marketing relying more and more on videos, images, widgets, and all that other interactive content. So we call it engagement objects. And basically, I mean... You know, it's for your users, right? Sure. And, I mean, anything that you can do to add to the pizzazz of your site is obviously going to be useful. And people are visual creatures. Some of us are more text-oriented and some of us are more, you know, image-oriented. And you need to have content that appeals to a broad spectrum of people, right? Because also, I think, uh, also in generating links and things like that, people are looking for something that's special that's out of the ordinary. I think 
there's a lot of sites out there that have a lot of text, the content. But if you can add something special to your site, I think that draws more people in, has more interest, more visual interest. It's not just a site with content. It's a site with video or or um, interesting images or things like that that just make it... it it more interactive. Mm-hmm. Well, what's true of uh, search results is true of a web page too. You know, they've done all the eye tracking studies, and when you add an image result, the or you add an image next to a result, the result itself gets more, you know, attention. So if that's true of a search result, it's also going to be true of a web page. If you click onto a web page and it's a block of text, it's not as interesting visually. You have three seconds to impress someone; they're going to click back. Yeah, and also I think people are. are trying to search faster they're trying to they don't want to go through if they're looking for something that is visual they're looking for say a Halloween costume and they're not wanting to click on every single search result to see whether or not you have a costume they're looking for maybe they just want to look at the images and see if that if they can if they can find something quicker that is more visual right I think that's a good point and it's something I know you talk about a lot Marianne which is that a lot of people they get to a, a page and if it's just a bunch of blocks of text, they're intimidated by it, and they just click off and go somewhere else. Whereas if they have something that breaks up that text and draws their focus and and catches their attention, then they're more likely to stay on that page and see the information that you want them to get. Yeah, yeah, I I think really... And I also think that stuff like videos, stuff like little widgets, things that give them something to do on the page that isn't just sort of looking at it, you know, because even images, you're just sort of looking at them. But... You know, if you give them, like, you, they have to actually move their hand and move the mouse and, you know, point the cursor at something and click. Or, you know, actually engage in a game or something like that. Right. They're that much more invested in your website at that point. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's the idea that basically if they've read your page, if they've read your content, then they've absorbed it and they never have to come back. It can be if the engagement object is designed properly, it might be something that brings them back again and again. Right, that's true. And then there's also the whole, you know, blended search more, um, I mean, Susan, you kind of mentioned this, like, with the eye-tracking comment, that when people are going to the search engines, if your image is showing up in their blended result, then they're going to get a lot more attention. Yeah, yeah, I, that's that's another really excellent point, Virginia. Um, and obviously, you know, the search engines have been doing a lot more with trying to index all of that content. They've expanded the images search so hugely over the last year. They're working on getting video and audio and trying to pull out the actual, like, text out of it. You know, uh, that was something Matt said at PubCon, was that they're, you know, working on reading the files so that they can actually get the words out of it, so that they know what the content is. Sure, and we know that for a long time they've been indexing Flash content, and then, of course, recently... They've gotten good enough at it. They they actually made a special announcement that they're doing it. Um, I'm sure, for a long time, uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but they actually download JavaScript, and there's probably certain kinds of parsing that they're doing on it. And I think that's a move toward understanding like Ajax interactive content. So um, they're trying to make make it so that SEOs and webmasters don't have to be as fearful of putting just non-text elements on page because obviously the web is becoming an, an application platform mm-hmm. and people are going to be wanting to put on these kind of engagement objects to keep their visitor, make their visitors happy and Google's responding to that. Yeah, yeah. I really think, you know, we always say content is king and we've always sort of in before meant text content but it's not really true. I mean, in terms of getting your users, 
yeah, the search engines can't see it. They can't necessarily understand it yet, but they know that your users can. So it's going to be important to them that your users are having a good experience because that's what they want. Sure, and I've always looked at the idea of content being king as having two effects, which is first is the semantic information that Google's able to use to, to classify your document in their search results, but it's also the fact that people just like content, any kind of content. If you think of content as something that attracts visitors, it's also something that's going to attract links. And so content is king just in the sense that if you want to add value to your site, you need to act add some kind of content. Yeah. I don't think I don't think content is definitely dead. It's it's just a, a trying to supplement that with other things that can also the users can also find helpful. You know, you're still wanting to if you if you're going to have some a site that's going to be a page that's going to be dealing with instructions on how to do some sort of home improvement. You may want to have a video that says things. You want may want to have some sort of image or something that's a chart or diagram. But then you're also going to want to have the content that has the detailed instructions that someone can print out because you still can't print out a video instructions. So the, you're, you're, it's just providing different avenues for people to get the information they need. Right. Um, and sure. links, when you get mm-hmm. some links, if you've got mm-hmm. a good engaging yeah. Thing. Well, in pairing those on the page, pairing the video with the text instructions, yes. with some you know step-by-step pictures, that's so much more powerful than three separate pages of now they have to click around and try and find the information. It's all right there. It's all together. You know, that's where Google's going with Blended, and mm-hmm. that's the way web pages have kind of always been. It's just that now it's extra important because it's something that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point, especially on the instructional materials because, I mean, people it's well known that people learn best by having an integrated instructional approach. So if you have a good webmaster, you could have a good web design team who can integrate video and maybe some DHTML elements and text elements and stuff. You can get the whole um, kind of cornucopia of techniques yeah. So definitely. start developing those engagement objects. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing SEM Synergy and our guest Matt Inman for coming on the show. And I also want to remind our listeners to send internet marketing questions to SEM Synergy at BruceClay.com. This is Virginia, along with Susan, Michael, and Marianne, asking you to come back next week for more industry insights and experts. You can also visit SEMSynergy.com for info on this week's guest and topics. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. Yeah.